On this episode, we smoke the Cane Daytona by Oliva, a Nicaraguan puro made entirely with Cuban seed Lijero. We talk a little bit about Nicaraguan tobacco. I'm Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody? Johnny Midas here with Nick the Brick McCann. Nick, how are we doing this morning? I dream of hearing you say these words every week, Johnny. <laughs> I'm nothing if not consistent. All right, so we have got our coffee going. What are we drinking this morning? Uh, it's black coffee. Black coffee. Black uh, Black coffee. Black coffee. Yeah, what kind? Uh, I believe it's um, coffee. Lincoln Blockade. No, it's it's Quartermaster. My Quartermaster. goodness gracious. I have such a shit palate. It's completely trash. Hey, you should get on air and rate cigars. You know what I should do? I should get on air and rate coffee. We have a Jamaican <laughs> blue bonnet pea sir, berry. Sir, this is... You drank tea. That was tea. <laughs> uh tea, coffee, whatever. It all comes from a plant. Just like these cigars, we are about to smoke the Cane Daytona by Oliva. Um, so let's jump right in because I want to get this cigar lit up and we will talk about presentation. So this is a value cigar and the packaging uh, reflects that. The cigar itself has a single foot band that is uh, orange and gold with the black uh, cursive cane and then like the block font Daytona. Uh, branding underneath it so the actual body of the cigar this is this is actually pretty attractive so this cigar is we're smoking the 5x50 Robusto my favorite size except possibly a Corona Um, it has a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper and this is really pretty you know this is a medium color it's oily um, and it's just having that whole stick there with just the label at the end is a really interesting choice for presentation where you really can see the whole stick you know they're not hiding anything and you know i can see like i got a little flake here oh my goodness you can see that um and then you can see where the cap is uh sealed right here i have a pretty good seal i'm worried about right here because it's Mm -hmm. right where my blade is gonna go you should punch it I don't know, man. I don't you know, know beforehand it. that it's it's might not do what you want it to do, and you're still gonna do it. I I do, yeah. I have to I have to test it for everybody's right. sake. And then there's a little bit right here that was underneath the wrapper where uh, that's the a band underneath the band. Please, I mean, the wrapper is a little a little trash there. Right? What is? Can you uh, describe it? No, I I can't even see it to be honest with you. Oh, oh, what? Is that is that glue? Yeah, it's glue off. Oh, of the, okay. It's glue off. They just of kind of overdid band. the glue. Yeah. It, okay. It got through and and then it took a little flake off of the wrapper. So we'll see what that tastes like when it burns. But the this the wrapper is pretty good looking. A little bit more about the cigar. The uh, binder is Nicaraguan and supposedly it's a fairly spicy leaf they used for the binder. Ooh. And the filler is Jalapen Lejero. So the cane, the cane series is supposed to be straightly harrow. Yeah. Um, the cane Daytona is like the what the second second gen, second approach, second try. Yeah, there is a I think just a cane. There's just a cane, and it's yeah. a got a white 
a white foot band. Yep. Yeah. And the Daytona is like uh, second in the cane seat. Is that is that Dale Earnhardt Sr. driving around the band? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Uh, <laughs> shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. So I think the presentation of the individual cigar is pretty sharp, especially for something in this price point. Uh, this 5x50 Robusto retails here at Union Cigar Hanover for seven seventy five. And we are coming to you, as always, from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled among the complex of rooms that comprises Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, the only Blanco Lounge in North America. And uh, Could I amend that? Yeah, you can amend that. Were you going to add contiguous instead of adjacent? I thought about using that word instead. Oh. Um, wait, is there? We have at the Blanco Lounge in North America? Well, no, the uh, the smoky back room. We're contiguous with the Blanco Lounge. Oh, we're also adjacent. To yeah. Um, no, I I I motion that it's soon to be smoky. Soon to be smoky. Soon to be smoky back room. Soon to be smoky back room. Yeah. Yeah, I need to. Maybe I should save it till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Can't say it until we've we've <laughs> we smoked it up. Yeah. It's a real hot box. Um. And then the box is, it's just a straightforward, like, natural wood box. So Slide top, slide off top. Yeah, slide off top, not painted or lacquered or anything. Very, um, I guess, like, honest, straightforward approach. And, of course, helps keep the cost down, which is great. A very affordable stick. Um, really, the, the, uh, the price point, like, sub $8 nowadays is uh, hard to find. I mean, I remember when... What were Charter Oaks selling for? Like two ninety nine or something? Oh geez, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, you know. Um, so seven seventy five for a robusto, all Lajero. So these are all top primings. Those are you know that's not cheap leaf, right? Um, straight. They say they say straight Lajero. Yeah. Somewhere I can't remember if it's on the box or it's not yeah. on the band. But um, interestingly enough, no mention of Oliva. Yeah, it's it is interesting. Yeah. Right. Even though this is an Oliva brand, right? It's definitely like packaged and distributed as its own thing yeah um and maybe that's because it's an affordable approachable cigar right um and oliva wants to maybe keep the oliva brand elevated you know kind of like lexus and toyota kind of thing uh both have a great product but or like uh like ashton and san cristobal oh yeah yeah right i mean like that's an an entirely separate yeah 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 they definitely keep those brands apart um, all right, so the wrapper is Nicaraguan Habano. The binder is spicy Nicaraguan with Jalapen Ligero filler. And it is time to clip this cigar, the official cutting. We remind you to clip that cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed, and I really screwed this up. That was so good, too. We were so in sync there. We were. That was like an Olympic swimming team synchronized swimming team how is that a sport by the way synchronized <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong synchronized ex- swimming yeah like it's extremely difficult is it in the olympics it was when i was growing up i haven't really watched the olympics since like miracle on ice oh rookie move i left my phone on did you guys hear that in the background dude that happened like you would think like 45 seconds ago I'm on delayed reaction, man. I'm not even a quarter of the way through my cup of coffee. All right, so we got that uh, clipped. We are tapping out the extra dottle. 
which I'm having to do very carefully because I did split my wrapper when I clipped it. I think I glued it down. That actually looks like it took. That looks pretty good. Are your are your carpals and your tarsals and your fingers or your feet? Um, your metatarsals are your foot bones. What about yeah. carpals? Oh, that's your finger. Yeah, carpal tunnel, right? Yeah. This is the the meta metacarpal method. Oh my god, that's what we're doing. So he's fingering his cigar, is what he's saying. All right, uh, so we got a pretty good clip, and uh, it is time to light these cigars. I am using my Rocky Patel officially unofficial Johnny Midas lighter white and rose gold. Looks like something that I would use. Anything that glitters, and you have got your triple flame flat blade. You're not. Wait, are you gonna cold draw? All right, I'll cold draw. Do you want to? Yeah, let's cold draw. Dried fruit. Dried fruit. <laughs> Dried fruit. Raisins. Um, okay, I will say that there's a little more leather on this than than some uh, than a lot of cigars. This is good too. I think um, cold draw to get that get the feel for this is uh, tobacco and a tip of the week mini edition. Um, cold draw so you can get get a feel for how the draw is going to be. Yeah, if it's yeah. too tight, because yeah. ideally you want to like draw poke before you light your cigar, mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of just a pain. But anyway, let's go. All right, let's go ahead and toast these cigars. As always, we remind you: toasted, not roasted. Don't blow the hell out of that cigar. Don't jam that lighter in there. You know who you are if I'm talking to you. So this is a five by fifty robusto, my favorite size. I mean, I like uh, probably prefer Coronas, but they're just so rare nowadays. Robusta is a great choice for me, um, and it's going to light, I think, much more evenly and uh, a little quicker than you know your big ring gauge stuff. In fact, I was just talking to you about the sh- uh, before the show about a cigar that I normally really enjoy that I could only find in a sixty ring gauge, and I didn't enjoy it. It was a different cigar. Yeah, I mean, there's some something to be said about the ratios of the the tobaccos or the type of tobaccos they use. In the you have to change, you have to add leaves, you have to uh, subtract leaves. But also like the vitola and the way it smokes, right? The mouthfeel, everything kind of contributes to it. So, well, and you know the the options are limited, like at sixty and above. Because if I clip it like normal, there's just too much surface area. I'm not getting enough back pressure. Uh, there's too much airflow through the cigar. It's easy to overheat it. It's easy for it to to burn improperly. But if I punch it, I'm going to get tar buildup. It's just trying to funnel all that down. Plus, you're not really like the... You're kind of drawing the smoke through the center, right? So that's just uh, my experience with bigger ring gauge cigars. Lots of people love them. Yeah. Um, we have this one guy that keeps emailing the show that really likes big ring gauge cigars, so... What? <laughs> you you know who you are, Angle. Angle, Angle. <laughs> this is good, man. This is really I haven't had one of these in a while. Mhm. Mhm. Mm. Man, I will tell you, if you take the time to properly toast it, those first two puffs are out of this world. Unparalleled. Unparalleled. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Like I could put this cigar down and then like 
wait 30 minutes and just do that again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this is a, uh, I think, interesting flavor right now because I've got the um, little bit of like um, coffee with cream and sugar in it. So, a little bit of a coffee taste, but it's like more like a uh, fancy coffee, if that makes sense. There's there's some sweet there. But there's a uh, um, there's a little bitter in there that I describe as green green bell pepper. So green, you know, green bell pepper. Yeah, you know how they have like... Yeah. Like, there's a little sweet and a little bitter in there? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm... And vegetal. It's a vegetal bitter. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you ever... Um, Snapped a small twig off a tree and chewed it when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. on some that's some real Tom Sawyer shit right there. Mm-hmm. And definitely has that like Nicaraguan uh, spice cabinet little bouquet in there. You know, like uh, it's spicy, but it's not like fucking cayenne pepper spicy. Uh, it's more like a broad range, including allspice. And I've been I've been doing this thing recently where. And it's like it's pretty intoxicating. I got to be honest with you, but I retrohale, but I like I retrohale very slowly. So like you can you can do like the you know how the bowl like the cartoon bowls they'll go mm-hmm. and like they'll just blow a bunch of smoke out of their noses. Even like though I just did, yeah, yeah. But do it real, real, real slow. Well, while you're doing that, here's something that's super cool. Pay attention to the top front of your tongue. And the flavor will change when you retrohale slowly. And that's pretty much all cigar. It's something about how your mouth works. Pay attention to the top front of your tongue. Mm-hmm. What do you mean pay it? You mean just f- think about how it feels and tastes? Yeah, t- taste from that, that part. Do you, do you hover it in the air? Well, it's, the smoke is actually moving across your tongue. Yeah. Because you're, you're forcing the smoke through the back of your throat up out your nose slowly yeah, right and it's i think it has to do with the air current mm-hmm. um moving slowly but uh on this cigar what what i've noticed is it uh sort of heats up if that makes sense like it uh sort of has a slightly warmer uh almost like a cinnamon spice cookie uh type of flavor and that it also has to do with what parts of your tongue pick up different flavors. Um, if you're focusing on the sides of your tongue near the back, you will really pick up the bitter. Woo! This is excellent. This is a good call. Mm-hmm. This is this was Johnny Midas call. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted I wanted to smoke a really good cigar that was at a lower price point. Absolutely, because we've been smoking a couple higher uh, higher dollar cigars on here. Drop us a flipping line if you want us to smoke any cigars. Absolutely. Podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. While we're at it, we do have uh, listener emails this week. No way. And more. And it's not Angel. Mm. That's incredible. We also got All a comment. Right. We also got a comment on one of our YouTube videos. Yeah, we got a comment on a YouTube video. That may that means we're officially real. Real. We're real. We exist. Yep. Okay. Hmm. This email is from YouTube. Copyright claim. Your video has been blocked in some countries. Episode <laughs> no, 10. no. <laughs> Episode 10, Ferio Tego Timeless Supreme 554. And uh, 
The copyrighted content is Danger Zone, and it's blocked in Russia. So for all of our Russian listeners out there, sorry that you uh, live in a communist country. And that was right. that was from YouTube. That is from YouTube. From YouTube to Burnline Podcast. Also have a subscriber. He is a uh, employee of mine, so that's pretty cool. Awesome. And a new comment. So uh, Robert C. commented on the episode 23, Las Calaveras 2023, Tobacco Seed Varietals Part 1. This is my favorite cigar right now. Great tasting cigar from Crowned Heads. And we agree. It is a great tasting cigar from Crowned Heads. Really awesome. Really, really awesome. And uh, all right. So here's the real email. Yeah, real email. Sometimes I have trouble with pinholes in the side of my cigar. Is there anything I can do about it? Um, okay, so it's, a, dang. So he's saying it's, the cigars are coming punctured? I don't, I'm assuming that, you know, the, the pinholes he's experiencing, like Cameroon wrappers have this a lot. Okay. Some of the more fragile wrappers could be from Beatles, might be his, might be storage. So here's what I'm going to say. First of all, check your storage. Um, you may have, have Beatles in your humidor. You'll know if your cigar pops. If you're, uh, smoking one with a pinhole and, uh, it pops, that's a Beatle catching fire um and you may need to uh change your storage as far as like once you start smoking the cigar there's actually a couple of things you can do so i know some guys that uh have perfected the art of holding the torch flame very close to that hole and sealing it up i cannot do that what? i have i've tried it i can't do it that's ridiculous i've seen one guy do it and it works no, that's um, ridiculous a, yeah yeah, I don't, I just fucking blew a hole in the side of my cigar. So don't, you know, maybe try it, but maybe not. I can't find a YouTube video. Only do it with the <laughs> like, soft flame if you're ever, ever, ever going to try that. Yeah, just use yeah. a soft flame. Yeah. Um, but what I do is I slide the band down and cover it. Great. So that just keeps, if, if air comes through there, the problem is once it heats up enough near the pinhole, that turns into a secondary combustion point. And next thing you know, you've got a really f- weird smoking experience yeah um, or you could just hold your fingers when you hold the cigar you just cover them yeah yeah you can do that as right. well just yeah. uh yeah i don't think i've ever smoked a cigar that had more than one pinhole so it should be fairly easy to keep it covered so yeah i mean if, if it's a if it's a pretty widespread issue for you definitely check out your your storage methods and see if you can't Bring bring the temp down that you're storing your cigars at, um, and if they're coming that way to you, find a new tobacconist. Yeah, probably. Yeah, some some happened in the shipping, or or and and the cigars are getting battered around in there, or um, whoever stored it before you was storing them improperly. Good call from Nick the Brick McCann, our certified retail tobacconist on the show. So, Nick, give me a couple of thoughts about the flavor here on this Cane Daytona by Oliva. It's just like a, I'm just getting like spicy leather, mm. but it's freaking awesome. Like mm-hmm. really, really good. Very smooth, which is a word that uh, I think gets used a lot, but it's just not a not a bad word to use. Um, but it is not, I am not getting punched by this cigar. Mm-hmm. This is not has not proven to be a... A wake up call for me. Um, I'm I'm actually I'm thoroughly enjoying it and uh, spicy leather. And then I think um, secondarily like uh, woods, cedar. 
Yeah. Um, some yeah. some woody notes. I would uh, I would add that this type of flavor construction is among my favorites, and it's what I describe as full flavor, medium body. Yes. That's kind of, when we say smooth, that's usually what I mean. It's like, it's got a depth of flavor. It's very rich in flavor, yeah. um, but it's medium bodied. All right. Uh, with that, it is time for our tobacconist tip of the week. Nick McCann, take it away. And now your tobacconist tip of the week with Nicholas McCann. Yo, yo. So there are, uh, we've talked about different ways to cut your cigars. There are different ways to cut your cigar. You can punch, you can straight cut, you can cat's eye, V cut. You can uh, cross them. What are, what's the, when you cross them, what's that called? Crossing them? No. <laughs> All right. Cross cut. We're just going to call it cross cut. Okay. Yep. Um, but did you know that there are different depths of V cuts? So some V cutters uh, only enable you to cut a very shallow V into your cigar, and some V cutters allow you to cut a, a much deeper V into your cigar. So um, if you if you found a V cut that you didn't like, maybe try and give another V cut a shot that has a different depth to it. Um, usually this this has something to do with how far you can put the cigar into the 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 cutter itself. So the, the further you can put the cigar into the cutter, um, the deeper the V is going to be. And obviously, the more shallow, the more shallow the cut's going to be. And since this is audio only, I will go ahead and uh, let the audience know that Nick is acting this out <laughs> while, he's, while he's talking. So not much help to you guys, but great for me. Nice visual, Nick. Um, that is a great tip. There are definitely different V cutters. You know, generally, they're shallow, medium, and deep. Um, and the deep can be too deep, so... You know, I was smoking with uh, Keith, and he was a big fan of his Calibri uh, Deep V Cut, and we were smoking a smaller ring gauge cigar, and uh, oh, he uh, oh, clipped. Oh wow! Yeah, he V'd it too deep wow. past the cap, yeah, and it messed the cigar up. Yeah, you know, wrecked the cigar smoking experience. So, uh, I've usually seen it the other way around, though, where guys use a shallow V Cut, and it's just not enough, um, and then they'll cross cut it. You yeah. know. Um, and then sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, depending on the condition of the wrapper and how, uh, I guess, tightly the cap is applied. You know, some some cigars like they really mash the end down yeah. and really mash that, and and those V cut pretty well. If it's softer, uh, it's harder to get a good V cut. And then you got a couple of flaps on either side of the V cut. Nick, thank you for that. X cutting. X cutting. Yeah, something like that. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about Nicaraguan tobaccos as we enjoy this Cane Daytona with its Jalapa and Lejero. This is a Nicaraguan puro, so let's talk about Nicaragua. Um, where is Nicaragua? Nick from Nicaragua. Central America. Is it named after you? Sorry. Uh, I was named after Nicaragua. Mm. It is located in Central America. It is south of Honduras and north of Costa Rica. So this is uh, in contrast to what famous country that uh, makes a lot of cigar tobacco is not in Central America. Dominican Republic. And it is? In the Caribbean. It's an island, and it's technically half an island, isn't it? Yeah, the Dominican, yeah. The country, the Dominican Republic takes up half an island, yeah. Shares shares the other half with Haiti. So... uh, 
Nicaragua is is it's really famous for its rich soil and good climate. Like it, it really is a Goldilocks area for growing cigar tobacco. It nails both. You know, Dominican Republic also has good climate and good soil. However, being on an island, it's subject to a lot more uh, variation in nature, uh, particularly hurricanes um, and severe weather that comes off of the ocean. Yeah, uh, makes it a little more challenging. Uh, for the growers. Haiti had an earthquake a couple years ago. Remember that big, big earthquake yeah, yeah. that Haiti had? Yeah, it was I'm really sure, bad. I'm sure the DR felt effects of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I remember because there was a there was a big controversy because Monsanto like dropped off a bunch of their hybridized seeds, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, and Haiti refused them because of all the strings attached and the fact that these seeds don't uh, propagate, right? They don't uh, make babies. So what? Yeah, it was a it was a pretty big thing. What? Pretty uh, pretty cynical move from a big corporation. Not that, that ever happened. Monsanto. Yeah. What? All right, and this is not a show about that. So moving right along, um, the cigar industry in Nicaragua began in the fifties. Um, basically, the Cuban cigar industry was nationalized, you know, under the Castro regime, and most, really, really most of the fine Cuban cigar makers fled. Um, so Dominican Republic, Nicaragua is where a lot of them landed. Um, now the, uh, the challenge for Nicaragua politically was the seventies and eighties. Mm. Um, there was just a lot of turmoil and unrest. Um, and so it was really the 1990s when the cigar industry was sort of Mm reestablished in Nicaragua and had a stabilizing effect on the politics as well. I might add, uh, it, it contributes so much to the quality of life and, you know, revenue, gross domestic product for the country. Um, and, you know, this is this is kind of how uh, really it works for a lot of countries is, is we discover over time that being prosperous and producing a great product, you know, and peace, like they all go together. You right. don't you don't see a lot of war torn countries or countries in turmoil, you know, producing and having a great uh, life for the people that live there. Um, so the cigar industry, I think, was part of stabilizing mm-hmm. that country, had a stabilizing influence, which is do you awesome. Know, do you know if that's their main export? It, main export of Nicaragua? Yeah, is tobacco their main export? I don't know. Okay. I would assume so. Do they produce sugar cane or anything like that? Yeah, usually it's like... The tobacco growing countries are like, it's like our sugar, uh, coffee, or mm-hmm. tobacco. Mm-hmm. I'll check. I'll look it up. Go ahead. There are four major tobacco regions in Nicaragua. Esteli, which uh, most people have probably heard of. There's a lot of Esteli cigars out there, like the entire Perdomo line. That, um, yeah, that's Esteli's the epicenter. It's the epicenter. Yeah. It's also the second largest city in Nicaragua. Um, is Managua the first? I think so, yeah. That's a capital. Yeah. Um, it is northwestern Nicaragua, near the Honduran border. Um, it's also home to most of the cigar producers in the country. Um, black, fertile soil, um, famous for its heavy, full-flavored tobacco. Um, the tobacco is colored uh, a little bit darker, um, and... Esteli is famous for producing pretty much the strongest tobacco for use in cigars. Um, there's 
a couple of regions giving it run for the money right now. Pennsylvania Broadleaf is very strong. San Andres, uh, Mexico, strong tobacco. Uh, the second region is Candega. So the Candega Valley is actually north of Esteli. Um, there's a couple of cigar manufacturers located here. Here, It's a rocky soil, and uh, because of that, it uh, basically the tobacco that grows here is, uh, I guess it's a thinner leaf, and it's lighter. Um, it's traditionally sun-grown, um, and that's because it has a heavy cloud cover. So this... Really? This microbiome, yeah. Um, basically, it uh, you know a, a sun-grown Candega uh, tobacco is lighter and less punchy because of the heavy cloud cover. Um, the The leaves tend to be more elastic and oily. Um, they're primarily Candega tobacco is primarily used for filler and binder. Um, so uh, Esteli, Candega, it's a valley, and then Jalapa. So Jalapa is northeast of Esteli. Which it's is uh, the cigar, right? Yes. Jalapa, Lajero, Nicaragua is what it says on the band. Yep. Cool. Yep, that is correct. This is Jalapen Lajero uh, filler. So uh, it's right on the border of Honduras. Um, now the Jalapa Valley is, believe it or not, it's hard to access. Uh, it's actually, uh, you know, it's it's rural, it's rugged, nice. you know, there's hills and valleys, um, and Jalapa has red clay, so it has Ooh. pretty fertile soil, but yeah. also red clay. Nice. So it produces probably like the, the smooth and elegant tobacco in Nicaragua. So uh, Esteli is strong, rich, bold. Um, Jalapa is uh, lighter, um, easier to work with, and... Uh, Really, it's considered to be the sweetest region in Nicaragua, like the nice. tobacco. So I did not it, know that. Yeah, it's also really famous for producing wrappers. So uh, I don't see where Oliva advertises where the uh, Habano wrapper came from on this cigar, but I'm assuming it's also from Jalapa. Yeah. And uh, it is beautiful. We mentioned that in the yeah. in the start. Um, so. Uh, Flavorful, uh, rich and complex is generally how we describe tobacco from Jalapa. And then Ometepe. Uh, so it's actually... Volcano, right? It's a volcanic island. Yeah, nice. Right? So it's it's actually located in Lake Nicaragua. Yeah. Right? Near the city of Grenada. Um, <clears throat> so the, the island was created by two volcanoes called Concepcion and Madeira. Um, Concepcion is still active, by the way. Oh, so, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the soil is extremely fertile and volcanic soil is famous around the world for growing stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned it before, but you know, cognac is brandy Mm -hmm. that is, you know, the grapes are grown in the cognac region. The, uh, the wine is fermented there and then it's distilled in, in the cognac region. But, uh, brandy is a whiskey that's made from red wine and among brandy connoisseurs, Armenian brandy is often considered the best. Arme- you say Armenian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, during the Cold War, uh, Stalin used to ship a train car of brandy to mm-hmm. uh, our man in England over there. WC? 
Yes, Winston Churchill, the original, the the Godfather of Vice. Um, you know that that that's the real politics going on. You know, we're going to fight each other on the radio, but uh, yeah. in the background, I'm sending you whiskey. Right. Um, and it's volcanic, mountainous soil. Right. Um, so no surprise that basically, uh, basically, Ometepe is like the perfect condition for growing tobacco. Nice. Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's really described as being sweet and also like uniquely spicy. Um, oh, cool! It has its own unique spice to it. So it's similar to uh, Jalapa, but typ- typically the tobacco from Ometepe has um, more strength and sweetness. So if uh, you're interested, you can pull up a map of Honduras. It kind of looks like a funnel. Honduras. Uh, I'm sorry, of Nicaragua, south of Honduras. It kind of looks like a funnel, like it's wider at the top than the bottom, or like an upside-down cone. Uh, You've got uh, Costa Rica, but I'm going to show you this map. The folks can't see it, but look how big that lake is. Like, it's almost like part of the ocean got cut off. Oh, okay, Honduras. Okay. Wow, holy crap. Yeah, that's some some Pangea stuff right there, man. Yeah, so that explains why you can have a whole tobacco-growing region on an island in the middle of a lake. Yeah. Wow. Right? So, uh, and that, and that lake goes all the way. I mean, that's almost the full length of the country and gosh, I mean, at its widest point, it's 25%. Yeah. The width of the country. Yeah. This is like, so what, what, what I'm looking at right now is like, if you put, um, a lake in the middle of Texas, that was like an eighth, the size of Texas. Yeah. So like Georgia, <laughs> like, like a Mar- like a Maryland sized lake yeah, in the middle of in Texas. The middle of Texas, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, if you're a real cigar nerd, go ahead and look up a map of Nicaragua, and uh, you'll get a good feel for for the region. Um, but that is a little bit about uh, Nicaragua. I got some crazy tobacco. stuff. I got some crazy stuff for you. All right. Yeah. 2011. Uh, Nicaraguan exports for uh, commodity 2402, which is uh, cigars, cheroots, cigarillos, and cigarettes of tobacco or of tobacco substitutes. Um, Nicaraguan exports in U.S. dollars was 11,498,972. This was 2011. In 2012, right, that was 11 million. In 2012, 125000000 Whoo! It jumped to 994% in one year. That's incredible. Yeah. What happened in two, 2011, 2012? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Perhaps, uh, you know, some of the other countries were struggling to export. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what I will tell you is uh, Nicaragua is a centerpiece of tobacco uh, for cigars and cigar production nowadays. I mean, you go out there. And walk around the humidor, and you know they they own large swaths of real estate there. Oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, Fuente, a long-standing Dominican Republic factory and farm, is in the process or has opened a Nicaraguan factory. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, DBL, right? DBL, mm-hmm. Francisco Almonte, uh, a Dominican through and through, right? Mm-hmm. A, you know, a Dominican. Dominican big leaguer is the name of right, the exactly. company. Just came, he's coming out with a DBL Nicaragua. Yep. Right? There's no, like, there, there's no escaping. There's no escaping. Right. Yeah. I mean, Nicaragua is here, and they want to play ball. Yeah. Yeah. For real. All right. Uh, so that's a little bit about Nicaraguan tobacco let's touch back on this cane daytona we are smoking the 5x50 robusto which retails here at union cigar hanover for 775 this is a nicaraguan puro made entirely with cuban seed ligero it has a delicious habano wrapper and jalapen ligero filler we just learned a little bit about jalapa so uh nick what uh what are you tasting and has it changed at all not not a whole lot of change what i'm surprised about is it hasn't gotten much hotter Mm-hmm. As we're kind of, uh, I'd say about an inch or two in, um, it hasn't gotten, temperature hasn't increased, as in the smoke hasn't gotten hotter. Um, and so I think by virtue of that, it's it stayed the same spice level and the flavors kind of stayed the same as well. Um, it's still that that spicy leather with woods, but it's just an awesome, awesome flavor. I'm able to retrohale like a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, and a, a good amount of smoke as well. I think for me, the uh, pepper has picked up a little bit. The oakiness has picked up a little bit. I think the uh, the sweet has maybe been muted or uh, um, overpowered a little bit by the oak and spice. Um, and there's still that background uh, vegetal bitter, which is um, really balances out the flavor, I feel like. And... Uh, I think you're right. Like wood has a naturally, it. Uh, I'm not even sure the right word. Like bitter is almost the wrong word because yeah. it has a broad range. Like if you bite into a raw eggplant versus, you know, like aromatic bitters that you put in your scotch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure uh, because it's like that sweet bitter that comes from stuff grown in the ground. You right. know, um, and and what I like about it is. Uh, it adds a an experiential element where it's like I know this is a product that came out of the ground. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, there are a lot of super refined, some of them completely delicious cigars, but they've been refined to the point where it's a it, you you don't you almost don't know that this is a farm grown product. And what I like about this, you know, that little vegetal tinge, yeah, in the cigar is like it connects you to the earth almost. Right. Yeah. So I always think about how uh, grossly unprepared I am to talk about flavor and like the flavor wheel yeah. and like what we taste. Um, so I'd love to get like a cigar connoisseur slash um, like, I don't know, what are professional, like people that know taste buds professionally. Mm-hmm. What, what are those people called? I don't know. Sommelier. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, I, but like I also want to the science behind it. Like, yeah, I want someone to come in here and say, you know, when the when the smoke interacts with your, yeah, yeah, you know, you're such a nerd. Yeah, yet I was drinking a painkiller down at Covalent Spirits in Westminster, and a painkiller is what? Oh, it's a mixed drink. Um, it's a summer concoction that has like orange juice and uh, coconut. Oh, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan, but I'm a fan of their drinks because they're. Uh, not only very well crafted, but also with all fresh ingredients. And I was trying to like, I couldn't think of the flavor. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, this is such a wonderful nutty, what is it? It's fucking nutmeg, you know, <laughs> you grate nutmeg. And, and of course they use fresh nutmeg, um, makes all the difference. Um, but you know, it was just an example. Like I, I knew what I was tasting. I just couldn't like remember the name, if that makes sense. You know, that, that happens a lot when I'm tasting cigars. I'm like, this is such a familiar flavor, but you know, I don't, uh, I don't know the name of it right now. You know, I heard a story about a, a guy in a factory down in Nicaragua was uh, talking to a an American, and he's the the guy at the factory was telling him, you know, like the gringo makes up like these flavor notes and stuff, um, and and all there is is good tobacco and bad tobacco, and that's it. I um, mean, I think like the point is, um, well, agree to disagree. Really? Well, agree to disagree. Yeah, because I'm tasting periwinkle. Um, <laughs> no, th- I think the point is like it doesn't matter if you can. Like I don't know. For us, it's we're just being. We have nothing else to do. We want to be able to talk about this stuff. Yeah, we we love this stuff. Yeah. But you you don't have to be yeah, able the everyday to person flavors to right. enjoy a great yeah. cigar. Yeah. Do you like it? Yes or no? Great. Yeah. Awesome. And also, I would add, you know, there is such a thing as excellent tobacco that is not blended very well. Um, I've had cigars that are intentionally made this way, where it's just a flat flavor, um, and somebody likes it and smokes it because they sell them, and they're on the shelf, right? So it's all it's all individual taste and enjoyment, and I always tell p- folks, you know, whatever you enjoy smoking, just smoke it. You know, this is for you. This is a you-centric hobby. If you like acid blondies, smoke them, you know? Yeah, right. Just not in the lounge or near me. Um, but this uh, Cane Daytona, really excellent. Uh, really excellent. Full flavor, like I said, with the with the medium body, you can retrohale every puff if you want. Ooh. Really explore the explore the tobacco and the flavor. Uh, very approachable price point. Uh, I think it's a really a home run by Oliva. And uh, that's where we're at with the tasting. Still a little bit of that like coffee with cream in there. Um, but I think the major notes right now for me is. Uh, like oak leather spice um, and a little vegetal bitter. Oh my golly, this retrohale is just so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a, uh, it's, it's like intoxicating. Mm-hmm. I'm really getting. It's like um, like when I was a kid, like twelve, like an altar boy. And this no, this is not a bad story. All right, so, <laughs> um, you know, like you're in church and like they're doing the incense thing. Yeah, and you're kind of like. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is this smell I'm smelling? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like a kind of like a bizarre smell. It kind of takes you like, you know, what the heck is going on? This is, that's kind of what this is. It's, it doesn't taste like incense, but it kind of it reminds me of that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's nice that the, the strength of the cigar is such that you can really do that and enjoy it. Um, you know, there's a lot of cigars out there like they're too strong, you know, to, to really enjoy the retrohale. You know, you feel your nose hairs, like, curling. Right, right. Um, And I think that's uh, what makes this cigar kind of cool. So, uh, with that, it is time for our Cigar News of the Week. Nick, take it away. Cigar News. Here is your host, Nicholas McCann. All right. Woo. woo Woohoo. All right. Uh, I'll just read the first line of this article. Judge Amit P. Mehta of the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia has ruled in the premium cigars industry's favor by vacating the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's deeming regulations for premium cigars. Woo! 
Yeah, so basically uh, what the judge has said is premium cigars are not the same as cigarettes and uh, can't be regulated under the same rules. Yep. So big, big win for the industry. And of course, those of us that are sort of in the cigar hobby know like there's zero correlation. Like there's just zero correlation. It's not even close to the same thing. Um, and as expensive as they have made cigarettes, it's not as expensive as cigars. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, to- totally different experience. And the the health is also different. Like yeah. I don't want to get into it on the show, but they have the FDA has covered up all of the uh, research they've done on health around premium cigars because uh, they are getting outcomes that completely submarine yeah. anything they're trying to do. Um, well, and we know, and we know f- from the gr- from seed to from seed to plant, right? It's essentially the same. Seed varietals are different, but from the curing to the smoking, everything is different between cigars and cigarettes. Oh, absolutely! Every single every single step in the process is different. As after, well after as curing, uh, as well as soil prep, yep. um, yeah, fertilizers, Probably harvesting, absolutely, yeah. uh, pesticides, yeah. totally, totally different. Um, and you know, you don't have a uh, fiberglass filter and you don't have, you're not burning paper and yeah, to- totally different. Yep. So I think that's a great, uh, great ruling. What else have we got this week? Um, big one kind of in the boutique world. Uh, McAuliffe cigars has taken over all saints sales and Mickey Pegg has been named president of sales for McAuliffe. So Mickey Pegg was on the CAO team for a long time. Um, and then a couple years back, he debuted his own line of cigars called All Saints Cigars. Um, I think they have the Dedicacion, uh, St. Francis, Francis is one of them. Yep. Yeah. That was um, a pretty good stick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's good stuff. He's a, an industry veteran, I guess. Yeah. Um, knows what he's doing. Work with Rick Rodriguez at CAO. But this is kind of big, um, I think, for McAuliffe because McAuliffe doesn't have a whole lot of visibility outside of... I want to say like the Midwest, like Texas is where they're centered. Mm-hmm. And so like us on the East Coast, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you seen a McAuliffe in a store anywhere recently near here? Because I don't, I don't see them ever. So uh, McAuliffe, um, I've seen them here uh, in this region in Texas. Yeah. I don't remember seeing McAuliffe in South Carolina. That was a few years ago. Okay. Um, or Illinois or Minnesota or pretty much, uh, pretty much limited to Texas and this region is yeah. where I've seen them. Yeah. And they make good sticks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a, I think that was a, a sto- another story of a billionaire who wanted to make his own cigar brand. Mm-hmm. And, um, interesting. But, uh, the branding is really interesting because for me, McAuliffe gives off this like sort of old, old world, old money, yeah. British vibe, you yeah. know, like maybe a castle in Ireland or something yeah. um, or Scotland or something. Well, their logo is a, Coat of arms with a knight on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not your traditional Hispanic, you know, Spanish influence. Look, look at this man. Like, the, the All Saints, the shield. Yep. And then yep. this, the knight. Like, they need to mash it up where they put this in the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be... Yeah. Sorry. I did, I'm doing the thing again where it's like, they don't, we don't have video, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no video, audio only. But, uh, so, I, I'll be interested to see how this works out. So, I guess McAuliffe will be doing the sales and distribution for all saints and then mickey peg is uh so they're he's kind of i don't know they're kind of joining back i mean yeah yeah they're and and i think this will be good for mcauliffe like i said yeah. because mickey has brought a lot of visibility to all saints mm-hmm. in the past year 
or two or three. Um, like I'd say, as far as uh, attraction in the past in the past three years, All Saints has gained a lot of traction. Whereas McAuliffe mm-hmm. is kind of I don't know maybe been on a steady plateau. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think this this will actually result in a lot of growth from McAuliffe as well. Yeah. Um, and then probably like the financial part of McAuliffe will benefit All Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. So uh, that's your cigar news for the week. Thank you, Nicholas McCann, CRT. And uh, we are back to our Cane Daytona. And one of the things that I like about our cigar podcast, besides the fact that it's the best in the world, mm. is uh, we focus on a cigar and you know we talk about it. And uh, I've noticed a lot of cigar podcasts fall into two categories. You know, One is the snob, where it's like, yeah, they'll focus on a cigar, but they're smoking cigars that we don't smoke every day, right? Yeah. Not super approachable. And sometimes they're, like, just snobby, you know? It's like this, to me, this uh, hobby is about enjoying good tobacco, not about picking apart somebody's, you know, 13-year-old baby that costs you $35 to smoke, you know? Yeah. That seems a little uh, pretentious, if you ask me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the guy that's putting that cigar together knows more uh than you do it's nothing personal um so we only pick apart cheap cigars huh. uh <laughs> only ones that we can <laughs> afford but the other bucket that i see a lot of cigar podcasts fall into is like it's this awesome conversation about everything except the fucking cigar they're smoking mm-hmm. you know it's like well wait a minute what what are you again um yeah so we're going to talk about this cane daytona uh, a little bit. So let's talk about uh, use case on this cigar. Oh my goodness. Uh, use case is um, buy a box mm-hmm. and smoke one to and from work mm-hmm. or um, smoke one on the golf course mm-hmm. or uh, enjoy the crap out of one in the lounge with your friends. Yeah. I think that this is an amazingly versatile yeah, cigar. absolutely. Uh, absolutely box worthy. Yeah, you know, this yeah. this is a cigar where you want to go out and, you know, pre-order, prepay a box, get a discount and enjoy the hell out of it. Um, you can do so much with this. It is, it's, you know, it's medium body, even though it has a full flavor to it, which means you can go fishing with it, you know, with the approachable price point. Yep. You're not too worried about if you drop it in the water by accident. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, no one wants to do that with any cigar, right. but it's a lot different from a $25 Padron or something. You 100%. Know? It's not going to knock you on your ass, so you can mow the lawn, you can grill out, you can golf, uh, you can enjoy it in your car if you're a, a car smoker without you know, totally saturating the interior of your car with some dark, heavy yeah. scent. You know? Yeah. Um, you I can, think this is good. this is good to share, too. Right. This oh, is, yeah, this absolutely. Is, this is good for as yeah. a sharing cigar. Yeah. Yeah, if you have anybody, they might not be like a, you know, an everyday cigar smoker, just an occasional, but they'll really appreciate the flavor, but it's not going to get them high, you know? Right. No one's going to be green around the gills smoking this. And I know the answer to the question I'm about to ask, but for the folks at home, JM, how many times have either of us had to touch up this cigar? We haven't. We have not at all. We haven't. It's burning very well. Look at this burn line. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the uh, punchline here is, you know, it's burn line podcast. And I at least struggle with most of the cigars because I'm talking so much. Yeah. And I have to be, like, really intentional to take a break and, 
you know, keep the draw going. And these have burned very well. Fantastic. Very smooth. I mean, look, it's just. Yeah. That's for, for you being in the final third for that burn to still be that sharp yeah. is, is fantastic. Yeah. This looks like the first half inch of the cigar. Yeah. Like you just deliberately lit it fully. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been, what a wonderful experience. Thank you, Kane. Kane and Abel, thank you. Kane Daytona by Oliva. So is it Oliva or Oliva? <laughs> oh dang. Oh, there goes your one inch ash. See Oops. if you can see if you can pick it up. I want to see this. All right. Um, I think it's Oh, look at that. Yes. Just pick that whole ash up off of our card table top and put it in the ashtray. That's a good burning cigar right yeah, there, Yeah, this has just been awesome. I guess that explains why the temperature stays low, you know? Um, the the consistency of the bunching is just excellent in this. It's tight enough that... It's where my finger is. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, it's know, not like even that can, hot. Like, your finger is right on the, the black stripe yeah. of the burn line, and you can touch it. That's amazing. Nice, very consistent, uh, light gray ash, which, you know, for for a straight Lajero, I'm really impressed because Lajero is not known right. for burning capability. It's usually the lower primings that are that yeah. are burning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this. Is, I mean, yeah, jeez, man, this is what are, this is going to get a fifty. Oh yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is going to get a, a fifty. Great, great cigar. <laughs> So, uh, I'm looking at, uh, the ash end of my cigar and what I'm looking for is how the, uh, burn is going into the cigar and in a, a really well bunched cigar, it will look essentially flat with like, you know, just, uh, flakes st- sort of sticking out. Um, you can sort of tell like, uh, I guess inconsistencies in the bunching if you have like several sort of holes in the end. That's kind of how tunnels can get started, right? Oh. Um, don't have any of that. And I don't know what uh, your ash looks like, but you can see like that is a very consistent burn. You know, I've got like two slightly deeper pockets. Um, yeah. But the rest of it is all burning at the so same you're rate. Basically, you're basically talking about burn rate. Mm-hmm. Where, where filler binder and wrapper kind of all share the same burn rate mm-hmm. and kind of uh, move as a cohesive unit. But yeah. typically, if you have a typically, not always, and maybe, you know what, we'll talk about this next week. We'll talk about uh, um, bad burn experience with cigars. Yeah. But uh, typically, if you have a burn rate issue, it's typically in the filler just because there's so much of it, right? Well, the percentage chance of you. Yes. Right. There's one wrapper leaf and maybe two binder leaves. Right. And then six filler leaves, right? So that yeah, the chances of mm-hmm. it being the filler, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look at that cherry. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Very consistent burn. So I, I mean, hats off to whoever uh, picked the leaves and and then also the the bunching skill. Um, you know, getting straightly harrow to burn like this is quite a feat, and uh, they knocked it out of the park with this. So uh, I am in the final third. And it is still uh, cool burning. Um, I think uh, this is probably what an hour smoke for most people. Yeah, yeah, an hour's an hour's about right. About an hour smoke. If you're a if you're a choo choo train, 
you know, it'll probably go faster. 45. Uh, yeah. Um, and I will say that, uh, I think, uh, Nick, you and I, probably you more than me, but we're fairly deliberate in how we smoke our cigars. Um, I do get distracted on the podcast. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, you know, we try to do long, slow draws, you know, that keeps it cool, maximizes the flavor, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, caveat emptor, if you're, uh, if your cigar smoking habits suck, then... (laughs) you know, then your cigar experience is going to be less. If you're roasting that cigar, if you're, uh, you know, clipping your cigar with a limp wrist and mashing (laughs) it down, you know, all of the little things that we do maximizes the enjoyment. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. uh, Cane Daytona by Oliva, a Nicaraguan Puro. Why don't we go ahead and rank this cigar, and we will start with presentation. So, Nick, what are you thinking in terms of presentation? I like the presentation. It's um, super, like, purposefully underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess underwhelming has a negative connotation, but this, in this case, it's not. I'm not using it negatively. Um, I, th- I think like, the presentation is aptly underwhelming um i give it an eight eight for presentation i had an eight as well the word i was going to use is honest it's just an honest straightforward this is a great cigar and it's a value cigar um i will say that the box is a real cigar box made out of wood yeah um they didn't cheap out and use cardboard or anything like that right um which i think helps with the quality of the cigar over time um but they kept the, uh, you know, with the single band, which is kind of cool looking. Um, and then just exposing that. It's really a beautiful Jalapen Habano wrapper. Yeah. You know, just leaving that all exposed. Good call there. The box just plain, straightforward, wooden box. You get, you're getting what you get. So I give it an eight for that. And then price at seven seventy five for this 5 by 50 Robusto. Doggone, man. That's a good, that's a good value. It is a good value. Um. Gosh, I don't know. I think I mean it's all things considered, it's damn good. Yeah. Um. I I I'm not gonna be able to answer why it's not a ten, but I'm gonna give it a nine. Nine on price for Nick. I've got a nine as well. Um. And for me, the reason it's not a ten is I'm a greedy capitalist, and I want them to sell it for two dollars. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm not sure what it would take to get a 10, but I will say to get, you know, a, a straightly harrow from Jalapa, you know, all high primings at this price point is, is really surprising. Yeah. You know, I don't know if this is a loss leader for them. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know what the finances look like, but these days, any cigar under $8 is, you know, inexpensive. That's an inexpensive cigar. But you're getting a real cigar with really excellent tobacco. So nine on price for Johnny Midas. All right. Uh, how about construction? Uh, they rocked it. The construction was awesome. Um, I don't know. My, mine, I'm always like weary of my cigars getting too squishy mm-hmm. or uh, getting too hot. But like obviously we referenced it being cool kind of throughout the entire one. Mm-hmm. So... I'm sorry, throughout the entire episode. So 
Um, it didn't get a chance to like overheat and get swi- squishy. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty properly stored. I didn't have any cap cutting issues. Uh, a, a nine. Nine on construction. I don't, a, I don't have. A, I didn't have a whole lot to complain about from it. From uh, Nick. So I had a problem clipping. You can see uh, mm-hmm. it's it's worked out pretty well. Which you anticipated. Which I anticipated. You said it even before. Yeah, lick and stick. Um, so that worked. And then there was some overglue that grabbed a little bit of the wrapper and took a flake off of there. Um, and then there was a tiny flap on the edge of the wrapper going around. Uh, for those reasons, I'd give it an eight. And it, normally I would take off more points for yeah. that. It's just this was a perfect cigar experience despite that. Right. Right. So, you know, if uh, if it had effect the smoking characteristics or whatever. And and to be honest with the with the clip, like I knew that was going to happen and I chose to do it anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a little bit on me, you know, a little bit of a user thing there. Sure. Um, all right, so nine and eight on construction. Let's talk about flavor. Nick, what are your thoughts here? Man, this flavor was nuts. Yeah. I liked this flavor a lot. Uh, it wasn't exactly typical. It had... Um, typical notes and hints of, of certain flavors, but this specific profile, I haven't, I gotta be honest with you, I haven't tasted this in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty unique. Um, I personally enjoyed it a lot. Um, so I'm going to, I'll give it an eight. So eight on flavor from Nick. Um, here's what I'll say about the, the flavor. First of all, um, you can tell it's a Nicaraguan cigar and at the same time they managed to keep the spice and strength down mm-hmm. which uh, very impressive you know if this was Esteli Lajero this would be a different experience yeah. right um, making the cigar so approachable with this boutique of flavors and the second thing is this is going to be an odd thing to say but uh, if you were to sit down and think about you know I'm making a cigar I want to be a big man this is the flavor that you would think of if you knew what it was ahead of time, right? Yeah, like, that's so funny. Yeah, like the flavor profile is like this is a cigar mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a nine on flavor for this. I think they knocked it out of the park, and I'm I'm still, you know, a little flabbergasted that a sub eight dollar cigar is putting out flavor like this, right? It's weird too because this this cigar reminded me of the first one of the first cigars I ever smoked, and I don't like. There's no specific cigar I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. But this cigar reminds me of how cigars tasted to me when I started mm-hmm. the hobby. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it definitely has that like that throwback yeah. uh, flavor before you know before companies got so creative. Yeah, you know, with their blends. Like, right. This is a. It's just there. This is a cigar kind of approach. Mm-hmm. All right, and that brings us to experience. Nick, rank your experience with this Cane Daytona. Uh, this experience was good. It was, um, gosh, dare I say light to medium? Yeah, I think so. Uh, in terms of strength, flavor was medium to full. Um, burn was good. Price is good. Um, shit, man. Uh, a nine. It's a generally really good experience. Nine on experience from Nick. I've got a nine as well. And it's not just that this was a great experience, you know, where I can experiment with the retro hail. You know, it's approachable enough to really explore the smoke on your palate. But also just thinking through all the ways I can smoke this, 
Yeah. I don't have to be in the hot box. Right. You know, can, can I would contrast this with the numero uno, mm-hmm. where like I want set and setting. Yes. You know, for a cigar like that, I want to make sure everything is damn near, damn near perfect. Yeah. Uh, with right. this cigar, man, I could be grilling out. I could be, you know, hanging out at the park with the bros, <laughs> fishing, golfing, playing tag football. I mean, maybe maybe not while smoking. Go karting. Yeah, <laughs> go karting. Riding a roller coaster. Uh, roller coaster. Yeah, totally. With the bros. Uh, with the bros. Um, so I've got it at a uh, nine as well. It's almost like uh, it's like when you're looking in the humidor and you have that kind of like moment of uh, I don't know what I want. Like this is yeah. one you grab. Yeah, exactly. You know, like this is the one that you'd be like, all right, yeah, like that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have a candy toner. Mm-hmm. So that brings this uh, the total ranking for this cigar to a forty four. Oh my god! How gosh. about that? Oh like, my! How many sub eight dollar cigars are going to score in the mid forties on our show? That's impressive. I mean, I got to give a hat tip to yeah. Oliva. Like they they knocked it out of the park. You know, if if you're the kind of guy like me that uh, enjoys really good cigars from time to time, but also smokes regularly. Mm-hmm. This is the one, man. Yep. Like, buy a box or two, throw them in your humidor, let one of them get some age, and just smoke them. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an enjoyable experience and, uh, you know, rich, full flavor. Uh, but also, like we said, you know, medium, medium strength, yeah. light to medium. Um, you know, so you, you don't have to, like prep yourself you can have this before breakfast you can have it while you're doing stuff and it's not going to knock you on your ass so awesome uh, awesome experience and cigar from oliva thank you uh oliva family for producing this cane daytona this is a nicaraguan puro cuban seed lijero straight lijero five of five by fifty robusto and uh wrapping up with the flavor notes uh, there was a little bit of like creamed coffee uh, a lot of oak and wood, a um, little bit of that green bell pepper, and an appropriate amount of like pepper and spice. It's a very well balanced, delicious cigar. Thank you, as always, for joining us on Burnline Podcast. We will see you all again next.